Welcome to the Menopause and Sex Podcast, where we discuss women's sexuality as it relates to the experience of menopause. I am your host, Christy Ann. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Menopause and Sex, if you have listened before. If not, welcome for your first time. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to talk about an article I found um, on self.com where Halle Berry got real about sex during menopause. That's the title. It caught my eye and I thought, well, let me read about this and see what uh, she had to say. So I'm just going to kind of cherry pick a little bit through here so I'm not reading it verbatim in case you want to read it yourself Um, but basically Halle Berry who is now 57 they say candidly shared details of how uh, during a sit-down conversation with Keek Women's Health CEO Fatih oh I might get this wrong I'm I'm, you know I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to say her name that this one is a little cost Shahi. maybe that's it I'm sorry if I totally butchered your name I know I did um anyway so um in New York City um so apparently they were having a little talk and Hallie said that um she has uh, been having the best time of her life with her partner uh after going through Three divorces, she finally found the one, which is great. But then all of a sudden, she says, menopause hit and things changed in the bedroom and not in the fun, spicy way. She goes on to say, okay, TMI, but get ready. I'm trying to have sex and it's as if I've got razor blades in my vagina, Barry recalled. He comes at at me with... What feels like scissors at night, and I'm like, get away. But he's the love of my life, and I realize there's something wrong. So um, she goes on to explain some other symptoms she experienced that not necessarily sexually related, such as the brain fog and the sleep problems and such. Um, So, but uh, yeah, Hallie has... Felt the sting of uh, the menopausal. That uh, basically she's dealing with um, vaginal atrophy. It sounds like. So, let me preface this: if you have never listened before and heard my disclaimer that I am not a doctor, I am not any kind of medical professional, but I am a woman who went through menopause and I dealt with exactly what she's talking about: this pain, and. Um, I resolved my issues and sex for me is just about exactly how it was before menopause, Um, you know, minus a little bit of natural hormones kicking things in. Otherwise, um, I did deal with exactly what she went through and I was able to restore everything to where I'm not dealing with all that pain anymore. So I'm going to uh, take a stab in the dark. And like I said, I'm not a doctor, but with what little bit of information we got from this article, I'm going to put out here what I think she's going through and what I would, if I was like hanging out with her, having some tea, what I would recommend to her to try to do to uh, fix this issue. Now, first thing, like I always say, go to your doctor first before you do anything. You know, make sure that everything is healthy down there. Make sure there's no 
STDs or, um, you know, there's no any kind of other medical issues um, that could be causing um, your vaginal atrophy. We want to make sure everything is as healthy as it can be first so we have a good foundation to start with. So um, go to your doctor, have them take a look at everything down there um, and make sure everything's healthy. Once we know that, what I would um, suggest next is, first of all, one thing the article did not say is if she has been having consistent sex all the way through from perimenopause through going into menopause. Uh, I don't know if she didn't have sex for a while and then just started having sex with her partner. Uh, now, for myself, that is what happened is that I didn't have a partner for a while. I went through perimenopause without a partner, get into menopause, um, didn't have a partner, then I got a partner. And first time having sex, exactly like she explained, felt like razor blades. I thought that I might have had an STD or something was going on. I just was like, this was so, it wowed me so much. I was like, I got to go to the doctor <clears throat> because I didn't expect that huge of a change. Um, you know, before I ever was in, you know, my later 40s um, going through menopause, there would be times that I would remain abstinent for a few years. Um, and returning to sex, while it might have been a little uncomfortable in the beginning, you know, everything would stretch out within the session pretty well. But since menopause, it's not quite the same. So um, if Hallie was not having sex and then engaged in sex with her partner, then likely she has vaginal atrophy that just went on so long that she wasn't moisturizing and not having regular sex, um, causing everything to tighten up a lot, and it's just going to hurt a lot. So <clears throat> if that is the case, after going to the doctor, the next thing I would suggest to her or any woman would be, first of all, Start moisturizing, start getting um, lots of lubrication up inside of yourself. And we're not talking about sexual lubes. Of course, you want to use sexual lubes while you're having sex or while you're masturbating, um, you know, to keep everything, you know, flowing down there during that kind of activity and, you know, to keep from things getting chafed or raw. <clears throat> but I'm talking about moisturizing ahead of time. So, um, one of the best ways to start is using the right um, vaginal suppository or gel or such that you can put inside of yourself that is a moisturizer that is made for a long-term result. Not a, like I said, not a lubricant that you're using right there during sex to prevent friction. We're talking about a long-term solution to re-moisturize the vagina because once you've gone through menopause or even when you're in perimenopause, your body is not it, your estrogen levels have gone down, so you're not producing as as much <clears throat> natural lubricant. Also, to the uh, the walls of your vagina, the skin is thinning, um, and then if you're not having sex, those muscles are tightening up because they're not getting used. It's it's kind of like think about like if you have a day job. I'm I'm sure some of you out there have been through this. You have the day job. You're always sitting all the time. And, oops, gives my phone there. I should have turned off the notifications. Um, you're sitting there all the time and your legs get tight. Your hips get tight because you're not exercising. Or put yourself in any other situation. Um, many of us have been there where we're not exercising like we should and our muscles get tight. Well, the same thing's going to happen with your vagina. You know, the, uh, 
the vagina is supported by muscles. And when it's not getting used regularly, it's going to get out of shape. And then you combine that with dryness, it gets worse. Um, what needs to happen is you need to be moisturized again and you need to get back into regular activity in the vaginal area. Now, that doesn't always have to mean having sex. You can, um, before actually getting back into having sex, you may want to actually explore the idea of using tools such as Kegel exercisers and vaginal dilators. Uh, so let's talk about those briefly. Um, a vaginal dilator, what is that? So a vaginal dilator will resemble in a way a dildo but it doesn't have they're smooth they are not they're not shaped like a penis and that's not what they are not for sexual use vaginal dilators are exactly that they are for dilating the vaginal cavity and many people use these for different reasons um, they can be used after surgery for different um, needs can be used uh, sometimes people who go through um, sexual reassignment surgery use them and then of course women who've gone through vaginal atrophy um, especially menopausal women will use vaginal dilators so these will come in different gauges um, and essentially what you're going to do is you're going to use the appropriate moisturizer you need um, to you know first of all get uh, everything nice and moist inside of there and then you're going to insert the proper size dilator Leave it in there. And of course, this is something, if you get into vaginal dilators, you're going to speak to your doctor. They're going to help you out with this to figure out what's the right size to start with and gradually work up to larger sizes um, as you feel comfortable. And as you re-moisturize that tissue over time, that's going to make it easier for the vaginal canal to stretch and accommodate that um, dilator, which if done properly at, in a regular regimen, is going to allow you to eventually be able to re-engage back into sexual activity like you used to before without dealing with that feeling of razor blades and scissors inside your vagina. Um, but besides that, too, just like the, you know, the outer opening can get sore very easily if you're not having regular sex. Well, by using, you know, proper moisture, stretching the area, and eventually starting to use um, back and forth motions in a more sexual way once you've gone through the process of getting stretched out. It's going to help those tissues to start get, getting used to um, having a slight amount of friction and motion down there to allow the skin to regenerate, <clears throat> excuse me, and grow more healthy down there. So um, another thing, like I mentioned, are Kegel uh, exercisers and Kegel exercisers can come in different forms. They are not, um, they're not like the dilator. So they're not like a long shaft. They tend to be, sometimes they will be like balls, a couple of ball type, uh, devices that are on a, a, like a tether. Um, sometimes they might be kind of teardrop shape. There's different shapes and they have different uses targeting different areas of the vagina, the different, uh, places, um, in the vagina, uh, some of them may have um, a um, electronic, uh, I, um, 
what am I trying to say here? Um, some of them may be just like basically manual where you're just going to use them to squeeze and such like that. But some of them may have an electronic um, device to them where they're going to do different functions to target different um, issues that you might be dealing with. Um, that's something maybe I'll do in a future episode would be, that would be actually a really good idea to do an episode maybe where we talk about some vaginal dilators and talk about some brands. Like maybe I should do some research and find some. So that way, in case any of you are considering looking at dilators that could get us all up. I used it before. Um, I used one before. I just, for some reason, I can't remember the name of them offhand. Um, it's just, I've got a blank right now, but, um, and I have looked at a lot of, um, Kegel exercisers before both in person and online. And so, um, I'll definitely do that. I'll consider doing that for a future show. See if, um, there's some recommended ones out there, maybe even buy some myself and give them a try and recommend any to you guys. Um, but anyway, so getting back into what we were talking about. That is, if I was sitting here talking the tea with Hallie, that's where I would tell her first is, you know, start out, go to your doctor, then work on, you know, finding the right vaginal moisturizer. Um, and I'd actually, I would recommend to her my own vaginal moisturizer that I sell on my website, Wet Orchid, which it's called Flower Shower, and they are vaginal suppositories uh, made with natural ingredients. Uh, it's got a leafy nut butter uh, cocoa butter and some really great um, um, organic oils, um, you know, very nourishing oils and hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid, which we know we need down there. Um, you know, put, we're putting it on our face, but yes, you can put it inside of your vagina to help bring extra moisture inside. So I developed these suppositories for myself and then worked on getting them to where they could be brought to market and yay there they are now available you can go to wetorchid.com um, and see the suppositories so I use these suppositories anytime I feel like I need um, some extra moisture I personally use uh, use them at least once a week um, when I'm regularly having sex now if if I go without having sex for a while I may increase um, and use them more often to kind of keep myself a little bit more moisture moisturized down there while I'm not actually actively stretching everything because the thing is is that once you've gone through menopause even if you are able to reverse your symptoms which I was able to do it's still going to be a work in progress you're going to always have to be keeping everything moist it's never going to be completely resolved you're not going to go back to the way you used to be so unfortunately, that is one thing that I have to very be very clear about is that there is no um, there's no cure um, for vaginal dryness. There, I mean, you're just not going to make it go away. You you've gone through menopause. You've lost. You know, your hormones are down. Not you know, you don't have as much hormonal uh, activity as you had. Even with you know. HRT for the women who are able to use it, it's still, again, you even if you use HRT and it helps you, you still have to keep taking it. So unfortunately, you're always going to be treating your symptoms. But here's the great thing is if you get on top of it, it it's you, you stay healthy and you don't have to revert back to dealing with pain. So 
if you're dealing with those that <laughs> that feeling of razor blades down there, that's what you really need to do is get moisturized, then find the right tools to help get you stretched back out into shape, get you know your vaginal cavity used to being dilated again, and then eventually getting it used to feeling you know movement going in and out. Um, and with using the right moisturizers and such, you can get back to where you were. Now, there are other things too, of course, you know, our libidos aren't quite as high as they were necessarily. And all women are different. Some women really lose their libido all the way. Some women don't lose their libido at all. Um, I personally, yes, my libido went down in the beginning, but it went back up. And especially the more I got back into shape, my libido went back up and it was somewhat physical, but somewhat mental too. I, I do crave sex now. Um, and it is somewhat physical. I feel, I do still feel the urge down there, but it's definitely mental too. And as women, it's always been kind of a, a combination of physical and mental for us to be turned on. So just let this be a beacon of hope that it is very likely good chance that you can revert your symptoms. I was able to do it um, with the help of your doctor um, and the wonderful products that are out there, including the ones that I offer on my website, Wet Orchid, plus all the great tools out there like I was telling you about, the dilators and the Kegel exercisers, um, there's a lot of hope. And the great thing is in this modern day and age, it's not so much of a taboo to talk about menopause. I mean, you know, women's sexuality has always been a taboo. Nobody wants, <laughs> it's like we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, um, you know. Nobody wants to acknowledge that women are sexual. Um, but it is getting to where it's easier to talk about and there's being more research done every day. Um, more and more information's coming out about the things that could be exacerbating our symptoms. Like I just did a couple episodes talking, um, the last two episodes talking about very commonly used products in uh, um, in sexual lubricants that are actually most likely destroying your vaginal tissues, which includes gl uh, glycerin, which in small amounts is okay, but high amounts is drying drying you out. It's very likely drying you out. Um, parabens also those can be just parabens, which is a um, which is a um, preservative, um, has been shown to disrupt estrogen. So that's another thing I might, if I was sitting here having the tea with Hallie, I'd be saying, have you been using lubricants that have these ingredients? If so, then I would say stop using those. You need to use a lubricant that was made with menopause in mind. And that would be Wet Orchid's Nectar. If you go to wetorchid.com forward slash nectar, I also developed a lubricant that does not have any kind of harmful ingredients such as the glycerin, um, the parabens. There's no aloe in it, which aloe is one of those that some women feel no discomfort from it. Some women do. So I just decided not to put it in there at all. <laughs> um, it has a basic plant cellulose in there that gives it that nice slickery feel. Um, a uh, very basic uh, very commonly used. And actually, this this uh, preservative is what's uh, taking over. It's taking the place of parabens now. People are using it more, which is potassium sorbate. Um, has not been found to have those problems with the disruption of the, um, of, uh, the estrogen or any of that. And I also add, again, hyaluronic acid. That's in 
the lubricant that I developed because women in menopause need that. So again, another uh, moisture boost. Um, that's what you need when you're using your sexual lubricant. So keep that in mind. Check your lubricants. If you see that it has those ingredients, throw them out. Go to wetorchid.com forward slash nectar and grab a bottle. Anyway, so this was a fun episode to me to talk about because the fact that, you know, I mean, it's not fun knowing that other women are suffering, but, you know, I mean, you think of Halle Berry and gosh, she's so beautiful and goddess-like and to find out that she's just like us, you know, that she's a superstar, but she's just a human like us and she's going through menopausal problems. Um, So there you go. I mean, it's just very common thing, but like I said, you can fix it. You can fix it. You can fix it. So uh, definitely check out the website, wetorchid.com. I've got lots of products there for uh, women who are dealing with the dryness. The products help you internal moisture, external moisture. Um, they're all there for you to help you out. So I hope that you will check it out. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Keep checking back because I'm going to be giving you more tips and information on uh, how to enjoy sex after menopause. Anyway, so thanks again for joining me. We will see you next time. Until then, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.